is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. So today, ah, this is very interesting interview. I don't want you to miss it, and I want you to stay until the end. So today, please welcome um Gu Song Miss. I I hope I say your name correctly. I tried my best. Perfect. <laughs> so she she is the founder of a purposeful wife. Um, you know, at here, I always always say that get unstuck. We always support you to build a business that support your lifestyle, and we always prevent you to work in a hamster wheel that you not really like or enjoy. Um, but that is pretty logical side though. It's more about operating system, about building a team, hiring, or work smart, not work as hard. But this is something that uh, I'm not really talk enough in the channel is about mindfulness it's about healing it's about more spiritual side but works really well so our expert today and my dear friend over here will tell more about that so please welcome her again go and thank you so much for joining get us back radio today thank you thank you so much for having me and i was one of those spectacles and working very heavy on corporate uh, jobs so i really really know what you mean when you say <laughs> yeah so before we start, um, of course, my audience want to know more about you. Um, how you become an entrepreneur, by the way? Yeah, so actually it was a bit tough decision for me because I always like my corporate job. Mm-hmm. I only have, I worked in different big multinationals like um, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, lately Amazon for 15 years. And to be honest, I only have one year where I didn't like my job. And out of this 15 years, the remaining 14 years, I really, really like my job. And especially last um, three and a half years of my career, I was really enjoying it. <laughs> so it was a really, really hard decision to leave that comfort because at one sense, even we complain a lot about our corporate jobs, it gives us a comfort zone in terms of safety, in terms, in terms of the benefits, in terms of the salary. It gives us so many things at the same time. So it's really, it was hard for me to step out of this comfort zone, but I started this um, healing journey of my own almost a decade ago, nine years ago and over the years after last five years I started working with people and it reached to a point where I have so much demand and so little time (laughs) and it was time to let go one of those first I find the middle ground I changed to part-time so I was not that bold to leave it all Ah. Uh, due to my own fears because if you're stuck usually there's a fear hidden somewhere and I had my own fears my financial fears um like everybody has, especially in this day, the world is going really bad. There's a crisis. If I can make money, you know, all these kind of fears. I also had them. So I had to work heavily on my fears 
to to give myself space and after that I went full time almost a year ago more than a year ago actually uh, full time entrepreneur <laughs> so what you mentioned there what i see is that things can change it has no need to be like the stable all the time isn't it like how your oh. clients fear of change i know that this is an issue one of the biggest issue ever that they don't want to deal with Yeah, yeah, because life is changing all the time, right? Everything is changing. And as you grow, you also change. Either you take some life lessons, which force you to change. <laughs> you go through some struggles, some hard issues that kind of shows you some things need to change. This is how I started, actually. Almost nine years ago, I had a physical problem in my health. And it was actually the point where I start to look for, okay, I need to look for some alternative methods. I need to look for my own healing. I need to, for the first time, accept and leave my logical brain and look for some alternatives in order to help myself. So usually, I always say change usually comes uh, when you start to have struggles. <laughs> I agree, but this is something that I have seen many times, like for myself, for my surrounding. Um, people tends to not making the change until. There is almost no time left. Why is that? So they're scared to do change, and there's no time. Yeah, because usually we always complain about time, right? Time is the biggest problem of our time, as I see, um, because there is never a good time actually. When you think that somebody is gonna save you or some situation is gonna change and you're gonna make the change, you wait a lifetime because nobody's come to get to save you. Or the economy, there will be always an issue. The politics, there will be always an issue. Your relationship, there will be always an issue because it is life at the same time. Because I think it's so bombarded that we need to be happy and solve our issues first in order to make change. This kind of makes us stuck, and we just wanna do the change in a perfect world, but perfect world does not exist. There's No such thing. We just need to learn how to learn from the life, from the mistakes, from the struggles, and how to navigate it um, in order to be happy or be more aligned, no matter what. And this is actually where the change helps you to create that environment for yourself. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Create the environment for yourself. So, how we do that? Then? Like how we aware that this is what. We supposed to do is that about mindfulness or something that we are aware of ourselves and then like enhance it to where we want to be. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually say when people ask me, "Guri, what is my purpose? I don't know what is my purpose. How can I? How can I know what I want to serve in life?" It's one of the most common questions, and I always say, "Look at your struggles. Look at your pain. Look at the issues where you spend your time." Um, there's an amazing poet, Persian poet, uh, Rumi, as um, he says, it's one of his famous quotes and his poems. It's just the the light enters from the pain. Actually, the light enters from the broken parts of you. So I always say, look at the struggles. Look at where you spend most of your time, in order to help yourself. This is the point where you can help others. To give a tangible example, uh, for example, I had a client who was working in finances, but she was not happy in the finance industry, and and she left her job, and then she find herself a bit on the on the bit more lost, and but her own. Healing journey and struggles were coming through food, 
So she became a nutritionist coach in the end. Of course, it takes work. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight. She needed to transition and find. But because this nutrition was a point so dear to her heart and her cause, then it became her purpose. This is one thing I always say. Mm-hmm. The second thing, if you you cannot change your life or, you know, get out of your comfort zone if you don't have a desire like a big burning desire that you know if you don't do it, let's say you are very old and you're in the bed, you're going to die, and you're like, oh, my God, I wish I had done this. It's, it needs to come with a desire because when it doesn't come through desire, um, it is a job. It's, it takes time and it takes work. Of course, you're not going to put the work behind it and you're going to always complain about time. Mm. Desire. Yeah. Yeah. But how can we find the purpose and design though? How can we know? Um, it's a very good question. It's a million dollar question, right? <laughs> there is <laughs> nothing like, okay, you can know just do this meditation. You can know just read this book because I think purpose is actually now. It is the life that we're living now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is what actually shift myself when I realized it. I still remember I was in a coaching class. I'm also a certified coach and I also do coaching, but my niche is healing. Um, in that class, I remember they put it on the board. They put like a beautiful river and on this beautiful river, they put a little boat and they drove you and they say, where is the purpose? And all of us was like, purpose is the next place that we're going to go. And I remember the classroom leader, she, he was, he just said it was a he. No, the purpose is that you on the ship, actually. It is today. It is not where you're going to reach. It's about being alignment with your life each and every day. And what you want to desire may change over the life because of what you experience. Maybe, for example, right now I'm working with um, corporates or entrepreneurs with a bit um, high achievers. Maybe in 10 years from now, I'm going to be working with only mothers because of my own situation. We don't know it yet. Mm. But the purpose is actually now how you are, you can feel more aligned in life now. So it's not a goal. It's the no. starting point. That's very key thing. Yeah, I bet people just like my purpose is to heal others. It's to like um, provide other things and stuff. But and where are you going to start to do that? So Yeah. Right. So that's actually the goal, not the yeah. purpose not the intention of what they prefer to do actually yeah yeah and doing it from a place of without any attachment which is really hard because we're living in a world where we need to have all these targets you know kpis business targets (laughs) and all this thing but if you ask specifically about purpose of course it comes from a place of you know it comes from a place of your heart because maybe the target should be something else. But when you tune in, this is, I had one client, another person um, who is working in a corporate life, but he really wants to make art. Now he has an art gallery. So of course, in the mind, it didn't make sense <laughs> to leave such a stable corporate job and become an artist. But in the soul, uh, it made so much sense. And it was fit by his desire. Because if you don't have a desire, you're not going to put the work behind it. So which one usually come first? Purpose or desire? So in my experience, and I work almost 5,000 healing sessions, usually struggle comes first. I would like That's to say lot. the other one. <laughs> usually first the struggle comes and you realize something is wrong in my life, right? Uh-huh. I, I Everything looks perfect, but 
no, I'm not satisfied at my job or everything looks perfect. I'm not satisfied in my marriage. There is something wrong or everything is perfect. I'm satisfied in everywhere, but oops, suddenly I have this disease. I have thyroid disease. Why? Suddenly uh, there is a problem in my knee. Why? Because you cannot move on with life. Your knee is trying to tell you it's time to, it's time to walk away, but you don't listen and then you have a knee pain. So usually, actually none, <laughs> uh, at least what I see, usually people come to me when they first hit a struggle and they realize, okay, it's a time for change. It's a time for change, change again. So, um, do we need to, so, okay, let, let me clear this one first because I confused. What are the difference between healing and, no, healing and mindfulness? Like, are these different things? Do we need both of them? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Actually, they go hand in hand uh, because, you know, usually when you talk about healing, people usually think that it's a foo-foo work. You're going to talk about all this foo-foo stuff. And I don't want any of those. And I understand it. And I was one of those people as well. <laughs> I had to get really sick in order to look mm. for any alternative solution. Uh, because before it was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to just dress in white and go to this meditation kind of things. Because <laughs> this was how it was. How we show, see in the media, we thought that, okay, if you're doing any bit healing or, for example, you always need to be calm, you know, you always need to open your heart and love everyone, but it's inhuman and it's not, it's not correct. You cannot live like that. As a human, you need to have all the emotions. You need to be angry. You need to be passionate. You need to have some sadness sometimes. And because this type of healing was always associated with, um, some images. I think this is where people are a bit confused and are feeling like, yeah, I'm not sure I want that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I totally understand that. And I, and I, and I see it actually. The other day I went for a mindfulness workshop in a corporate, um, company and I was setting the laptop and everything. And, uh, one guy came next to me and said, Oh, where, when is the, the ladies coming for the meditations? And I'm like, Oh, it's me. And he just looked at me and I usually dress like business casual to any corporate event. I don't go just in white color this time because this is not who am I. There's nothing wrong, but it's not who am I. And I just went there like I go to any business meeting and he was like, but you come like this? I'm like, yes, why? Oh, okay. I was expecting, you know, the meditation would be someone like a guru type. I'm like, no, because the type of meditations I do is just to help you to tune into your own intuition. Because I'm believer of one thing. Only you can heal yourself. If there was literally someone who heals others, we would know it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it would be on social media. It would be on everywhere. But we want to believe in this kind of myths. There is no myths. When you put the work behind it, any healing, any mindfulness, they go hand in hand, actually. But mindfulness is actually a bit more easy to explain <laughs> to the masses than healing. Mm. Oh, I believe that as well. Because I know that I have to solve everything by myself, if not, not nothing else in my life, at least. Um, yeah. So, oh. Meaning that the healer can only initiate the change or initiate the the reason to to get the better result that they expect, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Because for a real healing to take place, I see four steps. After all the work with everyone I did, <laughs> I see four tangible steps. So the first step is to realize. So usually you go to, okay, I'm stuck. Um, I don't know what is happening to me or I'm sick. So you are in a situation, but you need to realize what is the root cause. Everything starts with realization because we can only release the fears that we have, the issues that we have when we realize what is the root cause of it. For example, you want to attract a soulmate. I know it's not related to business, but it's one of the biggest topics, right? You want to attract a soulmate and you're just thinking, oh, what I'm doing wrong, da, 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 what is happening to me? Maybe you're carrying a baggage from your past relationship or maybe due to the family that you grow up, you have, you're scared of a serious relationship. Down, deep down, because you're scared of a serious relationship, of course, you attract the partners who don't want a serious relationship. Then you question what is wrong with me so the realization is actually going to that memory and usually they are from our childhood or from the societies that we brought in so you go to that memory to understand aha uh-huh, this is why this is okay what happened to me but then we need to do it from a place of just observing uh, being the gentle observer rather than oh my god why it's me because past is past <laughs> there is nothing so far there is nothing we can do about it we did not know how to go back to past yet so there is nothing you can do what you can do is just being the gentle observer and trying to understand how this thing this struggle in my life help me because usually all struggles helps you in one way right they all teach you a lesson and it's good that in this life as we're human we need to make all these mistakes in order to learn so you actually change your point of view when you go to that memory and there you do the forgiveness work because usually it's related to someone to forgive and usually the biggest person to forgive is yourself mm. than, than others and the hardest in my experience And then you forgive yourself with one thing. Okay, this is how it served me and I'm ready to let go. When you come to that place, actually, the healing happens, the magic happens. But it's not somebody tells you, okay, I'm going to download you some codes or I don't know, I'm going to do some work on you and you're just going to change. Because if you don't go there, if you don't realize, and if you're not willing to forgive and let go, you cannot move. Of course, you carry the fears with you. And uh, this is where the healing work happens. I see people like me, coaches, healers, mindfulness trainers, whatever you call them, they're like the messengers, actually. So they're just helping you and guiding you to go and to do this process by yourself a bit more easily. Because sometimes those topics are a trauma. So you're traumatized by it. You have serious fears. You're not making pain is real. <laughs> but as Buddha says, no, suffering is the choice. So pain is real, but suffering is the choice. And it only starts when you choose, okay, I'm not going to suffer. I want to understand and I want to forgive. Mm. And then, of course, the last stage, I forget this is the three. The last one is to embrace now because, mm. okay, it happened with this learning. What can I do now? What is the, what is the thing, the inspired thing that comes to me now? Because maybe let's say the soul partner, <laughs> you understand who are you holding. You just forgive, you do the work, but then you need to change your brain, your mind now. And on those steps, you can use good mindfulness techniques like affirmations. You need to, you need to start rewiring your brain that you're worthy of love. 
And on those stages, actually, you embrace today. Not the past, not the future, today. This is very powerful. If anyone's still listening to here and thinking along with, I'm like, maybe sometimes, like, this is what I believe. Like, there are periods in life that is kind of circle. Like, when we were very young and we transitioned to um, adolescence somehow, and then, like, more the mature side, like, situation around us are changed, were changed, and still changing, like, over the time. Um, we may have healed ourselves when we were younger, coping it with identity issues, let's say, when we were teenager. <laughs> and then getting to the adulthood, which also another issue with those trauma and the stress that we have, yeah. all the limitations that we have, the expectation from people surrounding us. Um, so to be able to forgive yourself, I think that's very important. It's very hard. I'm still working every day on that, though. Yeah. And thank you for mentioning it because people think that, oh, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to forgive myself. I wish <laughs> forgiving yourself and loving yourself is kind of an everyday job because we are human. And of course, new things happen, new things are challenging you. And usually what people do, they do one thing and they go, okay, my life is going well. But with the first struggle they have, with the first issues they have, they're like, oh, I'm going to go back there again. So you can stay there. You can stay in the drama as long as you want. <laughs> but it's not going to help you. You need to find a way out again and this is why this type of work forgiveness work loving yourself reminding yourself that you're worthy of it should be an actually an everyday job yeah everyday work and with very small efforts by the way it's not like a serious thing doing an affirmation can take only a couple of minutes a day doing a meditation for self-love takes 10 minutes a day Mm. um we also sometimes over complicate Mm. or transformation journeys we just the basic things are actually the most effective things and when you do the 80 percent 80 percent done is done it's not just a business yeah <laughs> so, it's like when you exercise but if you expect yourself to exercise so much maybe you're not gonna do it and then yeah. you postpone it to another day i know what you mean so let, let me tell you some story i mean i have shared this with my audience many times already i had a car accident three months ago yeah, three months ago. And I just able to walk last month. You'll be surprised. So, um, yeah, my, my life was really well until that car crash. I have never had this much accident before. And you know what? My mom had to bring laptop to hospital for me to work. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't feel stressful at all though, but what I'm saying is that the solving that myself have done is that I focus on work why I'm still healing my body and I have no need to worry much about it because it's not gonna be happening as fast as I wish to like I couldn't walk for two months like I have to use crutches and yeah. other stuff um never done that before have to learn how to do it but I survive and now I can walk so there are process mm-hmm. with that to accept and I think it's not that necessary in my opinion to think why this happened it's already happened yeah and i can change that so how to keep working and keep my business running with my team um everything come back to the flow again yet i'm also not too stressful because i have to go to hospital three times a day you know for the uh-huh. physical therapy like that's put a lot of effort 
Um, so if anyone have like struggling with these um, big trauma or big thing that happened to your life, like every three years, every five years, I feel yeah, and I think that could be normal though, but in a different way. Um, yeah. I think there are rhythm in life that we have to understand. Um, yet having someone to um point at through the events is so important because like we have so much memory in a day, right? We talk yeah. to many people, like there are many things happen within a day. However, when we feel like our life is not right right now, there are something wrong, that would be great to have like someone like you go to like point out, oh, because you keep thinking at the back of your mind of this event all the time. So we need yeah. to think that. I think that's very important. Though. I mean, I just passed that in. I, today you saying this story of like the fourth stage and I'm like, yeah, that's true. And it's okay if I cannot deliver because my body is not allowing me to do that. I have mm-hmm. to accept that as well, you know, like for, uh, uh. yeah, I have to reschedule like 10 podcasts back then. Like I can't, I can't do it. So uh, your body told you to stop. It happens. <laughs> Sometimes the body gives us a very clear sign. Okay. <laughs> you're not doing it. I give you the little warnings and you're not doing it. Now I'm going to show you a bit more. So you stop. So you, so you, you take your time to rest actually. Yeah. But the, the thing that, um, I know for the fact that some people like me who not really get sick often, like that much illness, um, and I have to say that because I'm not ready to be an excuse to stop working, it's so hard. Have you heard about that? I bet. Yeah. Like, sick leave is already hard, but like, um, I can't do this right now. And like, it's like a small line between keep procrastinating things versus I have to accept that I cannot do this right now. Yeah. This yeah. is very hard though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get you. I work with a lot of workaholics. And usually I think it's also something comes with a bit of age. So when you're young, you're like, okay, no matter what, I'm going to work, 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 work. But after some time you reach a point, okay, I worked, work, work, work. And I thought if I achieve all these things, I would be happy and everything would be solved but now i have the promotion i have the house you know i have everything but still something is missing so this is actually when people are a bit pausing a bit and trying to understand because what they trained what they did did not help them so my journey also started after i was 30 because up until that i thought when i have what i targeted it would all work out and it didn't So this is another thing, I guess. It comes a bit with um, the expectations you put on your happiness. You realize that, okay, I did all those and it's not happening. What do I need to do now? Yeah, this is so powerful. So anyone, uh, everyone, no, not anyone, everyone who is listening right now, um, if you're thinking that, you're not sure. If you feel not sure of what you are doing is right, you may need someone to declutter your brain to understand <laughs> what you are going through and channel you to the next place that could direct your purpose and desire. I think that's very important right now from our conversation today. Um, yeah. Why can they reach out to you, Go? 
So they can reach out to me. Um, I think we're going to put in the show notes so they can check my website and there they, I have an introduction call where we meet with each other and we just talk what are their needs if what I'm offering is a good fit or not, because not everything is, I think, uh, suitable for everyone. <laughs> People are very so unique the way we work, because when I work with one-to-one someone, I want accountability from the other side, because I always say, nobody healed me. Uh, you always need to heal yourself. I spent five years in my first years when I started the healing. I always wanted to find the healer to help me, right? And it never happened. It only happened my life profoundly change with tangible outcomes when I started to apply these basic tools and techniques to my life, when I made peace with my past, when I understand and start to forgive myself for the mistakes that I did. And then I managed to open my heart so that I can reach out to what I desire. And I see with everyone I work with, it only happens when you take the accountability of your journey. So this type of work is may not be suitable for everyone, of course. So in that call, we decide based on their needs if what I can offer is a good fit for them. And I also do a reading there and they check if this reading is accurate uh, for the struggles that they're having right now. This is one way. Then we go on a almost three months journey together. Um, very deep healing sessions, but also I give a lot of books and meditations and homeworks so that, um, they do the internal shifts. We're not working with the external. External shifts come by themselves when you do the internal work. This is one of the work that I do. Um, the second one I do and I love doing because I'm coming from a corporate background. I like companies. I like startups. I like to go there and, and we do workshops on mindfulness. It was a workshop series that I created when I was working at Amazon, when I was an employee, um, during the COVID because everyone was having burnouts and anxiety. Of course, we are stuck in the house with many responsibilities. Um, I created this workshop series to help the colleagues actually. But then it became a workshop series now what I'm doing to other corporations. Um, but the topics is around mindfulness. So these are just mindfulness trainings. And they can also reach out to me through my website to check if their team needs the type of um, needs that their team have. Maybe they want to talk about procrastination or maybe it's just female leaders. They want to talk about leading from the feminine energy. It's one of the workshops I love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love to be in a room with women and just work about feminine energy and leading from the feminine side as well. But we're bringing these mindfulness practices to um, theories to practice together. It's a bit more practical workshop and I do that one right now so they can find out to me from there. And we're also going to give the decluttering guide because if you want any transformation in your life, it always starts with letting go of the things, tangible things or hobbies or people that does not serve you anymore. So I prepared a decluttering guide and I give it to everyone I work with in the beginning because they need to start decluttering their life meaning that get everything is energy. The people that you are with host to your space, the items in your house holds your space, the habits you have holds your space. If you want to shift and new to come, you need to let go what is not serving you. And I were gifting to our audience this guide as well. Um, so if they opt in, they join to my newsletter group. And from my newsletter, they can follow up from there. 
So the website, before I forgot to say, is purposefulwipes.com. So check that out. Also written in the description as well as the show note. Um, I think this is a breakthrough talk today and I appreciate you to join and, and also I'm honored to have you on the show, Gu. Thank you so much for joining Get Stack Radio today. No, I'm super happy. I'm super happy. It's so amazing to see um young woman like you, you know, building this type of interest and doing it in order to share with more more people out there. I'm actually honored. The honor is mine. <laughs> Thank you. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.